Ladies and gentlemen, ranting entrepreneurs and raving venture capitalists of all ages, I hope you brought your financial portfolio, your diamond-encrusted ballpoint pen, and bucket loads of business background, because this is Brand Standing. I'll be your host for this totally real podcast, which features real entrepreneurs really battling it out to win the favor of investors and you. It is not, by the way, based on a fabulously fun improv game. Um, excuse me. Hello, listeners. If I might just cut in for a moment. This is Taylor from Legal Balthazar Games, and we're legally obligated to state that this is, in fact, a podcast based on a game. Nonsense! Next, you're going to tell me that 30 minutes prior to each recording session, each of our founders was given two pieces of information. The first, a type of business, hair salon, lawyer's office, haberdashery, what have you. The second, a demographic, Vikings, vegetarians, people who own snakes for some reason. For instance, our contestants could be tasked with coming up with a rideshare service that caters to pirates. It would be called the Trolley Roger. That's actually exactly what I'm saying. Oh, and I like the Trolley Roger. You could do a promotion where the first hundred riders get a free parrot. Because everybody's squawking about our service. I'll add it to my completely real development plan. So... For our very real founders, if the idea is right and the pitch is tight, they might wind up doggy paddling in a kiddie pool of that extra sharp investor cheddar. More importantly, though, Brandstanding gives you, dear listener, the opportunity to step into the role of judge as well. After you listen to the four episodes of Brandstanding, you can grab your leather-bound business planner and go to brandstanding.show and vote for your favorite founder. You can also vote by text. To vote for this founder, just text The Flying Dead to 63566. That's just one word, The Flying Dead to 63566. But hurry, the last day to vote is April 22nd. Because this is a game created for the purpose of your entertainment, not a real business pitching competition. Absolute twaddle. With all that preamble out of the way, let's meet our pair of premium profit powered panelists, the brand standing judges. Hi, my name's Tony Vicenda. Tony is a Starbucks barista turned CEO of Kale Creative, a Seattle-based company specializing in groundbreaking products in the fashion and food markets. Bearded, bombastic, and bedecked with cash, Tony has a soft spot for hardworking founders with great ideas, genuine passion, and an appreciation for a good arugula chip. Hello, I'm Teresa Bova. Teresa Bova is the young, scrappy heir to the Bova Pizza Empire. Teresa's background might be privileged, but she's proven she's more than willing to tinker with the recipe to her family's secret sauce. For the past three years, she's been working to expand the family business into new and exciting areas of commerce. Now ready to invest her own dough for the first time, Tony offered to toss her into the mix here on Brandstanding. With his help, she may just rise to the occasion. On this episode of Brandstanding, we meet Louisiana couple Chuck and Mandy Tollhouse. If this was a podcast based on a fabulously fun improv board game, they might have been tasked with developing an airline for zombies. But it isn't. So they weren't. I don't even know why I mentioned it. Uh, good afternoon, judges. Hello. It's so nice to be here today. It's a real, real nice room, and it's a real pleasure to be standing here in it. I guess uh, introductions will help. Uh, my name is Chuck. <laughs> my name is Mandy Tollhouse. Yeah, we're a married couple, married entrepreneurs. Married entrepreneurs. That's right. 
sort of classic small town America story where I went to the big city to study marketing and then... And I followed her because I had no choice. That's true. (laughs) We're very excited to be in here and to share with you our idea. We think we could make a lot of money together. We do. So (laughs) as you might be able to guess, we are swamp people (laughs) born and raised just off a bayou. And in small town America, there is one problem that really affects all of us. I think you know what I mean. We're talking zombie people. That's true. (laughs) Zombie people who were once people but are now zombie people. The undead Walking around trying to take a take a bite out of everybody. Take a bite out of you. Take a bite out of me. That's right. So our idea is we're calling it the, the flying, flying dead. dead. That's right. The premier airline exclusively for you guessed it, zombie Zombies. people. Zombie people. Yes. Yeah, that's right. And it's it's we we really think like there's there's such a big opportunity. There's such a big market to corner in the zombies walking around. Yeah, because not only do zombies not enjoy the benefits of travel, they only tend to perambulate on foot. They are a sleepy, barely cognizant race of life. But people want them gone. People want them relocated as soon as possible. So really, there's two angles to this business pitch. And we think we're fulfilling two markets here. We're we're bringing travel and luxury to the zombie population who don't know any better, who just keep walking in circles, moaning, and trying to bite at people. And and also relief to people like you and me who don't don't want the nuisance of zombies. Not not in my house. Not in my house, not in my neighborhood. We got a great school system and the, the house prices are high, but we're worried that zombies will make that worse. Absolutely. That's right. That's right. And one way tickets. That's sort of a novelty in the airline industry. Just uh, scoop them up, bring them on board, take them somewhere. Doesn't even matter about online check in, anything like that, itineraries, because they don't know where they're going. They just go. That's right. So I want to hop in real quick. I'm a little bit familiar with the territory, but most zombies live in the south. We don't we don't know why, but they haven't haven't really come up north mm. yet. So yeah. um, I I think a lot of people are very comfortable with that kind of isolation of zombies. But you're you're proposing that it would be better for the zombies to be moved around to to other locations. The upper parts of Greenland, maybe Russia, Tasmania, parts of Spain, France. Definitely France. So can you tell me a little bit more about how you um, how you get the zombies to the plane? Oh, that's a great question. It's real simple. If you've ever been to a rodeo, you're going to know exactly where we're going with this. All right, so we're just going to get um, a fleet of trucks and maybe just a bunch of rope, and we're just going to round them up like cattle and just kind of t- cart them off. Bunch of rope, bunch of those little tennis rackets with the zappies on them you use for flies. Zombies hate those things. Yeah, they're afraid. And I can hear in your little brains, there's a buzzing question I can hear. You're all thinking about it. Oh? If zombies don't have money, how are we going to make out like bandits in this situation? That's, that was exactly my question. Well, first of all, we are a very cost-effective team. We use all kinds of unconventional solutions that, that normal airlines cannot use simply because of um you know, government regulations. First of all, we will be purchasing mm. a number of decommissioned airplanes. That's, you know, sort of airplanes that are like, you know, the generic peanut butter. It's There's nothing especially wrong with it. It's just not too fancy. Uh, it's not something that Southwest is going to want to be using. Exactly. You know, soon. it's not broken per se, but it's, it's not all the way working. But that's fine. That's fine because guess what? Our customers, they're already dead, mm. right? Yep. Second of all... Um, 
Now, I'm not a big government type. <laughs> I know that not many of you in the in, in the business sector are. That's right. But I can imagine that DARPA would take a keen interest in this project. DARPA, the CDC, really any of those kind of things. So the money that we're making that we're going to spend and cut all those costs with, mm-hmm. that's coming from the human people. That's true. That's coming from the alive people because we basically function as two separate businesses within one larger umbrella. Yeah. So basically, we, we, we operate mostly as a zombie travel agency, right? Mm-hmm. And that's where the airline comes in. Mm-hmm. The second piece is basically zombie relocation service. So like animal control or... Animal control, um, that's exactly right. Right off the bat, I love it. And here's why. There's a problem, you have the solution, and this is a problem that will be fixed minimum in, uh, what, like 20 months if you do a couple airplanes every day full of zombies? Well, the disease research has not caught up as quickly as one would like where zombies are concerned. And as far as we can tell, for any one zombie... Uh, he, he or she may wind up infecting upwards of 500 healthy human beings. So uh, there's essentially no end in sight. That's right. Think about it like a pyramid scheme, right? You have one zombie. He bites three of his zombie friends. And each one of those zombies bites three of their zombie friends. It's a never-ending problem, which means it's a never-ending market. It's a gold mine. Here's what I'm curious about. Like, if you had a a zombie on your team, I think I might be a little bit more bought into this, but I feel like you're mm. you're looking at them and you've made decisions mm. already mm. about the 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 state of, of zombie Americans, basically. And regardless of whether or not they're zombies, they are still Americans. Mm. Amen, brother. Um, and so the, the question, you know, is still in this about the rights of uh-huh. the undead and how we are we are addressing this. Have you looked at some of the legal obstacles for this? Because without representation on your team, I've, I've got some real concerns about how this might come across. Well, up front, absolutely. You're totally right. But we have done the research that we think is necessary to really connect to the zombies. We've watched all the movies. We've watched all um, the movies. Day of the Dead. Mm -hmm. Dawn of the Dead. Mm -hmm. Shaun of the Dead. Mm -hmm. Army of Darkness. Mm -hmm. I really like the movie Platoon. Um, but that's that didn't that's really... not about zombies, but it's still instructive in its own right. So yeah, no, you're totally. So we've studied it. We think we know in, what's inside the brain of. We a zombie. think we know, but representation is important. And if you would like us to chain one of these creatures up, possibly being like our little mascot, have a little chat bot. At but the we'll bottom keep them in website. the board. We'll chain them up in the breakfast nook. We'll chain them up room. in the and, breakfast nook. And maybe one grown for yes to. Two groans for absolutely yes, and we can have him in all of our meetings just to make sure that he's on board with all of our ideas, and he could be kind of the he can be the uh, representative for the undead yeah. population. Yeah. Who's the closest person to you who's been impacted by the uh, the outbreak? Oh, that'll be our uncle Marcus. Our uncle Marcus. That's oh, right. He no. was actually patient zero. He kicked off the whole trend, which is why this is so close to us. You know what I mean? He made a bad batch of jerky in the backyard. Yeah, he did. He did. And and to be fair, he, you know, the doctor advised him against jerky, non-conventional animals um, for some time. And, um, boy, you know, caution the wind. We're a proud people. And he just, um, he jerkied a... Uh, a chimpanzee. A chimpanzee. One of those wild ones, you know, that had all the rage within them. And no, and he, and so that's why this hits so close to home with us, because we love Uncle Marcus, but it's time for him to go. It's time for him to get on. You ever have one of those family members that just don't know when it's time to leave? That's Marcus, but... But in a zombie form. In zombie form. 
I do love the fact that you're so closely related to your family with with this issue. Um, yeah. I, I do love family business, and I do love seeking to find healing within families. I'm mm. wondering, where is your Uncle Marcus right now? He's in the shed. No, he's in the shed. We talk to him every morning, okay. but just sort of in a rhetorical way. Yeah, he doesn't okay. really talk back. He likes, though. What were you playing for him the other day? Rob Zombie. He likes Rob Zombie, ironically. I've just got a couple more questions before we let y'all go. And that's, um, what's happened with the jerky-making business? I mean, where is that at right now? Did you guys hear that? It weren't a business. Yeah. It was not a business. To call call it a business is like calling a cup a boat. You know what I mean? It floats, but you're not quite in the same... A ballpark, or maybe even playing the same sport. Is there any way that we could get a hold of some of this jerky and um, pass it out to non-zombie customers once the zombie outbreak is completely done with, so we can see? Ah. This is why I love talking to business types. No, I'm, I'm excited for the beginning of this. I'm excited to like see this take off, literally. But honestly, like at a certain point, you're going to have one or two zombies and they're going to know to start hiding. And I'm not uh, I'm not super interested in zombie hunting. No, no, no that's cruel. No no, no, no. Any closing thoughts you'd like to share with us? You know, I guess one thing, I, one point that didn't even occur to me before this uh, incredible experience is that even if they do find a cure for zombies and can turn them back, into, you know, reasonable people. There's always going to be a couple human beings in your life that you're like, you know what, I kind of, I just want to get rid of this person. Were they really much better when they could express their thoughts freely? Hmm. And I feel like that demographic is never going to go away. That's right. Bye, Grandma. Bye, neighbors. Bye, Uncle Marcus. See ya, Uncle Mark. Yeah, and I guess the last thing that I just would say, if I could, is um, who does your uh, paneling? The side paneling on your building? I know this was lovely, but if you ever want it redone, we also do that. We do side paneling. Oh. Yeah. We're outside the judge's room with Chuck and Mandy Tollhouse. Friends, how are we feeling? Whew, I'm still shaking. I was, I, was, I was shaking in my swamp boots the whole time. I was yeah. so, yeah, as you can see, um, Chuck wore his lucky swamp boots. <laughs> yeah, I've killed so many gators in this thing, and I thought, maybe we'll kill this business deal as well. That's so... <laughs> and how did this pair of business gators stack up against those of your swampy homeland? Well, they have um, softer skin, smaller teeth, generally shaped different. Are there any final words you'd like to say to our listeners at home to convince them to shamble over to brandstanding.show and vote for you? Maybe uh, you haven't experienced the um, threat of zombie infestation in your neighborhood yet. Um, and I, 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 I am happy for you, honestly. I'm, I'm thankful on your behalf that you haven't had to deal with it, but every single day. Oh, she's getting choked up. Every single day. Here she goes. That is something that I worry about. I've got two beagles. Oh, the beagles. We've got these two beagles, and every day I'm I am worried that they will be taken from me and consumed. And I just hope, I hope you don't ever have to know the fear, <laughs> the unbridled fear that these these zombie people might break down your door and eat one of your beagles. Get the tissues. And then I'll just piggyback on that uh, just for the folks at home. Mm. Let's keep them comment sections clean because my mom is going to be reading this. So just keep it civil, all right? Thank you. Thank you. I want to give a shout-out to um, Gloomy Day Pentecostal Church on uh, Ribbled Road. 
Those are our best friends, and they have always believed in us. And thanks to Frank's uh, Fisher and Grocer, who gave us the money to get here. Thank you, Frank. Straight from the gator's mouth, but will the brand standing judges bite? And more importantly, will you? To cast your vote, head to brandstanding.show. You can also vote by text. Just text The Flying Dead to 63566. That's one word, The Flying Dead to 63566. But hurry, the last day to vote is April 22nd. And now that the captain has turned off the seatbelt sign, we'll shamble on over to our judges. I thought that they were very passionate about what they wanted to do, but it was a little mean-spirited, I'll be honest. A little violent, too. Uh, They really, really don't like zombies, so... I don't know. I found it kind of hard to believe that they were going to really treat them well on the airplane, knowing, like, just hearing them talk about how much they didn't want them to be around. Uh, So it did seem like a pest control business idea more than a luxury airlines. But, you know, I commend them for the fact that this is such a deep issue for them and their, their community and their family. But yeah, in the end, I just couldn't see it really being something that I could get really excited about. That, that surprises me for you. You're, you're usually more of a more of a get in, get out. I mean, this seemed like yeah. I mean, if I was going to guess, I would have thought this was exactly the type of business you wanted in your portfolio. I was excited about it at the beginning. You know, I was all in, and then the more I talked to them, I realized like this is more of they needed to go and have some family counseling rather than. Uh, you know, something that I could actually make money off of. And and the issue with funding, they, they brought in the government and it's like, you can't jump in and out of the government. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Like I can't get super excited and then ditch with government issues. That doesn't work. Yeah. I, I mean, for me, I think it was a little bit almost of the reverse. For me, there was a, um, a little bit of a slow windup where I was like, I, I really can't see myself getting involved with something like this because it is, I mean, the, the zombie, the zombie outbreak is a, is a scourge upon humanity. And, and, you know, my portfolio is all built around taking care of people. Now, the, the questions that I started asking started to shift things a little bit. And the fact that they actually have a relationship with some zombies, though, though, again, like you said, not a, not a healthy relationship with those zombies mm. really started to shift things for me a little bit where I just, I'm kind of left up in the air where I can see a lot of benefits from this, but yeah, I, I have some of the, those same questions. And when you start to bring in, you know, government contracts, there's a lot of money there, but there's a lot of, there's a lot of requirements, a lot of stipulations, a lot of other things going on that can just make it really hard to push forward in a market. You know, if, if they were, if they were looking to partner a little bit more intentionally, right, if they were looking to take some of the work they're doing and actually look at a cure. Like when you brought up the jerky, yeah. you know, as a way to kind of continue to grow the business, my, my thought was the exact opposite. I think, I think the jerky might be the pathway to a cure. That's why I kind of, I kind of poked in there about, Hey, is this, you know, is this family business? Is this, is this, you know, and, and apparently it's not a business. Well, Tony, you mentioned that you wanted to bring in uh, more zombie voices in this business and you wanted to, you know, give a voice to the voiceless or the moanings or whatever you want to call it. But my question is, how would that help? Because it doesn't really seem like zombies are able to communicate beyond hunger. You know what I'm saying? So would it just be for appearances? Because that, that seems a little heartless. So what do you think? I think that's the difference between you and I, Teresa. And I, I understand, like, you know, you're, you're earlier on uh, in, your, in your entrepreneurial career. But let me, let me clarify, like, 
it's not about just cold marketing schemes. Like it's not about it's not about just the strategy, right? Strategy is important, uh, but we all know that culture eats strategy for lunch, mm. and we also know that that people are what help make up the culture. And and one of the really rich things about this is the deep kind of cultural ties this has to who they are and where they're from. That's that's one of the only f- few reasons that I'm really interested in this. And I think their close connection, like their uncle, they still have him. They're still caring for him. You know, they, they don't have to do that. They could put a bullet between his eyes, and they could be done with him. There's obviously a connection there. And we're all figuring this out. Relationships are hard. Mm. Relationships with the undead are a completely new thing. The world is changing in a fundamental way. And I know up here in the, up here, up in the North where you are up on the, over on the West coast where, where I am, like, you know, like we don't, we don't see that as often, you know, there's, this is all new. This is all emerging. The South really understands human to zombie relationships, I think better than any other group out there right now. And I think they need to lean into that. I think like, you know, for me, I would try to find some of uncle Marcus's recipes or some recipes similar to it, probably. Um, and, and and that's what you're looking at right. for your snacks on the airplane, right? You're not just bringing Uncle Marcus in as as he is now, as a zombie, though, though I want to hear his moans, his groans. I want his voice and his desires to be present in the company. You're looking to bring in Uncle Marcus as he was also and connect those two things in the story of this company. There you have it, folks. The Flying Dead. In doing the research for this show, I flew with them and it's helped me to put my flying woes in perspective. It's one thing to have a little less legroom than you prefer. It's another to have someone actively trying to eat your legs halfway to LaGuardia. Remember, folks, to check out the rest of Brand Standing, head to brandstanding.show to vote for The Flying Dead or your favorite founder. Until next time. Hello, this is Taylor from Legal, and I'm legally required to read the following disclaimer. Regardless of what any excitable announcer may tell you, this show is a shameless promotional plug for a fabulously fun improv game coming to Kickstarter this May. The announcer was played by Mark Guiney, creative director of Sounder and Key. Tony Vicinda is the head game designer of Balthazar Games and host of the Threshold podcast. Teresa Bova is a student of theology and catechetics at the Franciscan University of Steubenville. And fun fact, while she may not be a billionaire investor, her family does own a pizza company. Find her on Instagram at Teresa Carroll. Brandstanding is produced by Sounder and Key in partnership with Balthazar Games and the IO Theater. The IO Theater is home to Chicago's best improv comedy with shows seven nights a week. They offer classes in improv, writing, and more. Mandy Tollhouse was played by Gretchen Ang. Gretchen is a producer and performer of the Armando Diaz Experience and other shows at IO Theater. She appears as Jamie Rangoon on the podcast Hello from the Magic Tavern. Find her on Twitter at Gretchen Ang. Chuck Tollhouse was played by Trevor Knickerbocker, a Chicago-based performer. You can find him at Trevor Nick on Twitter. If you're looking for more fun podcasts by IO, check out the Armando Podcast, a long-form show in which a guest tells true stories from their life and a cast of improvisers act them out in a hilarious fashion. Visit ioimprov.com or find them on social media at IO Chicago. And of course, I'm Taylor from Legal. But if I wasn't, I'd be Trisha Vicinda. Finally, I'm legally required to state that brand standing may not be for everyone. After listening, please wait 24 hours before operating heavy equipment, practicing yoga, or eating shellfish. Extended listening has been known to lead to hangnails, irrepressible giggles, and thinking up names for an Italian restaurant marketed to hippies while you're doing your taxes.